Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here with you on a Tuesday morning. Glad that you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. How was that coffee yesterday? Uh, it was outstanding. Uh, I, d- I still didn't go over there, though. I got the I, I, have, the I have it at my house, so I still had to They're gonna miss you over create there. it. Uh, yeah, I want... You know, they're gonna be they're, like, "Where's Joel? Did he die?" Some people have Joel have caffeine withdrawals. They're having Joel tea withdrawals. They're having Coleman there, so. withdrawals. Yeah, Col- Col- Coleman caffeine. I can't. Nope. Just gonna go with Coleman. Uh, yeah. So you need to get over there. You yeah, I'm gonna to have friends. to go. Just go through the drive-through or something for one. Two, I think I have a freebie over there. Got to pick that up. And three, I'm about out at Strange Brew West, so I've got to restock. You got to do it. You so. got to get up there. So make that happen, and you should be like Joel. Head to Strange Brew in the morning. Head to Strange Brew in the afternoon. Give yourself a little boost. And, of course, now that the weather... By the way, it just suddenly became spring today. Just yep. walked outside and it's spring all of a sudden. Yeah. A day after I busted my rear on ice, Yeah, it's spring. Yeah. Funny how that stuff works. Uh, so, with that being said, that means it's going to be time for ice cream very, very soon. And the best ice cream is churning spoon ice cream. No question about that. Our good friends over at College Corner. Hey, the weather's changing. Maybe you don't need a hoodie anymore. If you got that hoodie and that's over, that's time for a t-shirt. It doesn't matter what season it is, you need to be wearing maroon and white, and you need to be getting that from our friends at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Why have to make the choice between a business big enough to serve all of your information technology needs or small enough? to provide great customer service when you can just pick Advantage Business Systems and have both. A local business that's been doing work in this state for nearly 50 years, helping out businesses just like yours, but a big enough company that no matter what the need is for you, they've got the solution for you. So you should give them a call today and put them to work helping out your business, maximizing profits and minimizing problems. Call them today at 662, sorry, 601 362-9192, or just visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I might keep, I I came up with something in there. Maximize profit, minimize problem. That's nice. I'm going to have to work, I may have to work that in a little bit more. Another million dollar idea. It's just another million, I I mean, I'm telling you, I just run a marketing campaign. What are you looking at over there? Well, just breaking news. There's Um, breaking news? Not anything that we cover. Yeah. But for me, it's kind of... I don't know. Braves? Hits in the heart. No, it's not the Braves. It's, it's the baseball, though. Uh, Albert Pujols' his wife has announced on Instagram that this will be his final season. Wow. Long, long career Long there. career. Great career. Oh, yeah. Just a machine. A hitting fool, one might say. Made a lot of money, too. Must be nice. Yeah. No, I agree. Are you writing a letter to 
Albert over there congratulating no. him on his no. outstanding career? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, let's talk baseball. <laughs> Mississippi State gets the win on Monday uh, to take a two out of three from the uh, Big 12 schools over there in Texas. 11-5 to is the final score. A game that's on Mississippi State just consistently put runners on base, walks, hit-by-pitch errors. Not a great pitching performance, but they got clutch outs when they needed them. I mean, to, to have walked as many guys, to have hit as many guys, and to have had as many errors as they did, to only give up five runs is not that bad. But it was the hitting on this day that really got them going. Luke Hancock... What a monster. I, the SEC hasn't announced any players of the week. I think they, they waited it out because they had three teams playing in this tournament. Am I, am I right in that? I haven't seen any If SEC they've announced players. it, I haven't seen it. So, so then Luke Hancock has a fantastic chance to be SEC player. State has a great chance actually to get the sweep here because Hancock could be player of the week and Landon Sims should be pitcher of the week. But we'll see. But State could Landon Sims be freshman of the week even though he's a second-year guy? How are uh, they doing another, that? Another good question. I don't know the answer to that one. Um but I, I mentioned this on Sports Talk Mississippi, and I'll say it to you now. I think if we could go back to Friday and tell Lamona, say you didn't get two out of three, he would have been happy regardless. But if I tell him you get two out of three and Bednar and Sarantola aren't going to pitch, he's jumping on that deal as fast as he can get it. Do you, th- do you agree? Oh, I 100% agree. And it's kind of weird because, look, nobody's out there complaining about what happened over the last three days. But, you know, I have seen a time or two like, man, State should be 3-0 and kind of thing. You're right. State very easily could be 3-0 and after playing three top ten teams and not having two of its top three pitchers. Think about that. This team, if you thought they could win, the, win it all, they didn't do anything over these three days to change your mind. That uh, They showed off their depth. They didn't even play all that well, like you said, from the mound on, on Monday. Um, you know, issuing a lot of free passes, hitting batters, wild pitches. Not a clean game by any stretch of the imagination. And they beat the number three team in the country by six runs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, I know it's baseball. Funny stuff happens. You can't read anything into one game. But you can kind of, you know, start piecing it together by, by through three games, you can at least develop a little bit of an opinion. And, and when you play the caliber of competition that Mississippi State just played, mm-hmm. you do it without two-thirds of your starting rotation – and you come away two and one, and you kind of kicking yourself that you're not three and zero. Oh, you just had yourself a whale of a three days. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. What do you feel like you learned about this baseball team in three games? Did you learn anything? I I think that if Mississippi State needs to, uh, they indeed do have the depth to, to withstand an injury or maybe even two to the starting rotation. Not that you want that to happen, mm-hmm. but. With what you saw out of Landon Sims, you know, if you had to, you could make him a starter, and you feel good about that, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Fristo, three no-hit shutout innings. Yeah, he he walked a few, and yeah. so it kind of had a little bit of a uh, – kind of had a Sarantola like. say, he was just giving uh, a shout-out to Sarantola. Yeah, he, he just had a Sarantola performance on Sarantola's day a little bit. But, I mean, I mean, Fristo is first-round caliber material here in the future. Yeah. Uh, not too distant future. Um. I mean, offensively is where all my questions were really coming into this weekend. And State averaged seven runs a game. So that kind of got answered a little bit. You know, the questions about, does this team have the pop? You know, they, they don't have F- Foscue anymore. They don't have Westberg anymore. Where's the pop going to come from? Rowdy cranks a couple out. Luke cranks a couple out. And you got to believe 
that Logan Tanner, Josh Hatcher, Tanner Allen, those guys are going to join in the yeah. party. So I think the pop's there. Um, I think you saw what you wanted to see from Scotty DeBrule. Uh, I, I, you know, I think that the bottom half of the order, whether it's uh, Josh, uh, or excuse me, uh, Luke Hancock called uh, Landon Jordan today the best nine hole hitter in the country. Played really well. Had a he played really hits. well. And uh, I mean, McGowan had some moments. Yeah. Um, Compass had an RBI. Compass today. had had the first RBI of the day on Monday. I mean, I look, feel like this game would have been a little easier for State, and not that they, you know, I mean they won by six, but if they don't send DeBrule. Or he, I don't know if he ran through the sign or whatever, but getting that that out at third base, just I remember listening to that inning, and the sound of the ball off the bat on the two hits in that inning was loud. I was like, State State's getting to this guy a little bit, but then you you get the the out at third and it ends the inning. I think State might have picked up a couple more runs in that inning. I just feel it, like that. Yeah, you never know. It's sure. What's, what's the old baseball adage? Don't make the first out or last out at third, and, and, and they did. But so many adages. Uh, anyway, end up working out. <laughs> yeah, ends up working out. Eleven to five. State now uh two and one on the season. Jackson State on Wednesday and then Tulane on Sunday. Great chance. And, and and talking about the, the the rotation, all indications from Chris Lamonis after the game were Sarantola for sure will be back this weekend. And they feel pretty good about Bednar, but it is still day to day with him. Yeah. He mentioned something about getting uh Bednar some work in the mid in the middle of the week. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was I'll just need to go back that. and do you, listen. Like, like get, do you give him, him an inning any. or so against Jackson? Do you go like an opener? Let him throw the first inning and maybe. Just, just get a few pitches. Or in. maybe it's just let him work on the side and then throw him in there in the rotation this weekend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll have to see where that goes. But, yeah, he did, as you just mentioned, he seemed like Sarantola's, you know, barring something happening between now and then, is pretty much a certainty for next weekend. And and Bedner was a little bit, let's get him some work in the middle of the week, let's see kind of thing. So we'll see where that goes. I don't, I, I'm curious to see who State runs out there as a – Midweek starter on uh, Wednesday. I mean, maybe it's got a lot of options. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were warming know. up Carmouche, to, which, by the way, trying to hear Ron Polk trying to pronounce his name was fun. That was funny. He, he, Car, he I think he wanted to say Carmucca Car, Car, or something like that. No matter what he called it, it could have only been the second most funny thing. Yes, that Ron you're right Polk about that. Said. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but there's some options there outside of Hancock and Sims. Who was the most impressive guy to you this weekend? Ooh, good question. Um, That's what I'm here for. The first name that came that just jumped to mind was Rowdy. About to say he he always he's had slow starts the last couple of years. For him to get off to a good start is is good for him. Yeah, and hold on a second. Let me let me. I got it right here in front of me. If I can make one click. Um. Yeah, he he ended up uh, four for fourteen. Yeah. For for the which over isn't the three great. days hitting two eighty six, but they were they were cl- but they were two timely runs hits and an RBI triple. timely big hits. Yeah, you know. So uh, he had six RBI on on four hits. Yeah, so that's good. He's the first one that comes to mind. I mean, Hatch had a good weekend too. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you look at this, and I mean, Tanner Allen's hitting one eighty two. You know that's not going to last. Uh, Cameron James, I mean, he had one hit. That was a big hit. Drove in a run. That's it sort of got that game going. Yeah, and it was the kind of one of those hits, too, that kind of seems to get you going when you're not going. Just yeah. to Bart Gregory tweeted, he's like, no the guy's hit, land. you know, three or four right on the nose this weekend, and he just he puts a sand wedge out there, and and, and it falls. That You're right. That's the kind of thing that, that snaps uh, cold streaks. From a pitching perspective, I mean, you mentioned all the starters. I thought Casey Hunt was good in relief. 
I mean, obviously, you know, the stuff is there. Xavier Love. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Xavier. Yeah, you got to throw the X. Throw up the X. I'm in for that. Uh, but Xavier Lovett, I thought, was impressive. Brandon hey, Smith, it. seeing him come back. And, Lovett's and, a guy that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Mississippi State's kind of like lack of depth this weekend, he yeah. may not have saw action this weekend. Right. Because Lamont has talked after the game about how, you know, some of those guys, and Lovett's not the only one. Like, maybe you don't put them out there in the pressure situations that they had to face under normal circumstances, but you, you're a little bit shorthanded there. So he got the chance to pitch and – and he came through, so you do that kind of stuff. That earns you innings in the future. So you may yeah. see more of, of Lovett and some of these other guys. That yeah, I thought he, I thought he was impressive. Um, uh, both him and I think I, who, uh, I had somebody else I mentioned there. Um, uh, Casey Hunt looked like you know those are two of the power arms, those you know, 94, 95 guys that we've been talking about. Brandon Smith to see him come back, uh, you know, first action since the Tommy John. Was very was very good. Two and two thirds innings, struck out a couple. Uh, I was told he was t- he was up around ninety one, ninety two, so that's good for him. I mean, in, in all in all seriousness, I mean they they played about as well in these games as they possibly could have. They were two and one, and in the one they lost, they had the winning run on base. Uh, so it's with an opportunity to get. Yeah, and, you know, and if McGowan's hit is six feet either direction, State's yeah. three and zero right now. Yeah, so a good weekend for Mississippi State baseball. Basically, the kind of start they needed to get off to. And and now they're here, and now you've got a, you got a week full of winnable games here. You know you, you should should it is baseball, but you should be six and one when you when you when the new polls come out on Monday, so or next Monday. So we'll we'll see where that where that takes the well, uh, two lines pretty good. I mean, if two, they, but you should be able to beat. Them. I mean, you may, you may take two out of three, but yeah. You know, don't forget what I always say. You only got so many of those losses. They're, they're, they're like time bombs. Once you do that fourth one, you start hearing the ticking. <laughs> got to be careful with that. Um, I'm trying. I had, some, I had one other point on baseball. I'm trying to remember what it, what it was, but I, okay. One one thing, yeah. We talk about the home runs. We had, yeah. You know, State had what? Uh, four home runs this weekend. Yeah, two from Rowdy, two from Hancock in a MLB park. Uh, Logan Tanner had one, didn't he? No. Oh yeah, he had a double. Okay, he had he had one on Friday or on Saturday that would have been out. State had about four or five. Balls in this weekend yeah. that would have been out at Duty Noble. Yeah, H- no Hatch had a, a foul ball the, yeah. o- the other way. Um, yeah. I think that was on Sunday that uh, he drove it down the left field line. Would have been, I mean, if it's fair, it's gone. But yeah, it so, was not. You know, power was an issue for this team last year. They didn't have, have a lot of pop, but it looks like this year. I mean, obviously Hancock and, and Tanner, the, those two guys are going to be able to get you. Tanner Allen, will, like we said, he'll he'll come around. Cameron James has some pop. He, he, I feel pretty confident that once they get back home, the, 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 you'll see a few more balls come out of the park than you saw this week. And even as I said, to get four home runs in that ballpark was pretty impressive, for, especially for those little guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the places that – I mean, you, you know that Hancock's got a little bit of pop. You know Rowdy's got some power too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you'd have told me who's the most likely – State's going to come out of this weekend with two guys with, with a homer. Yeah. I don't know if I would, I would have, have picked rowdy. either guy. I might have said Hancock would have been a stretch, but I, I would have probably would have said, said like Logan Tanner and Hatcher. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong on that. So, and then like we mentioned, let's uh, let's we have to mention this. It's not that Jim Ellis wasn't already a legend, already a maroon and white hero of all time, but dropping the whole hey, the ball just hit in there among some little league team. Have you heard, you've heard this? Oh, clip, I've heard right? it. Yeah. My favorite parts of the clip are both Ron Polk. Yes. 
Now, Jim Ellis saying that's a little late team is, is hilarious. But first, Polk says this, and it's literally one of the funniest things I've ever heard. He just says, what? <laughs> As is, I don't, like He's trying to figure out, is Jim Ellis making a joke? Or does he really think that's a little league thing? You know, I, I've listened to it several times. I think Jim now. Ellis actually thinks it's a little. And league I thing. really do think he might have thought. But the kids first, in their uniforms. I think he caught himself like midway through the sentence. He that, realized, oh, the, like that's old myth. Yeah, but then because oh, he said later on, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah. But, oh yeah. Well, then Polk says, "Well, we don't have any lying on this broadcast." But Polk <laughs> saying, "Unfortunately, it's Ole Miss." <laughs> That's two legends at their absolute best. What did you think of Polk on color commentary for what you got to listen to? Well, that was not – I'll be honest with you. Really, the only Ron That's Polk it. I heard on commentary was that and when I had to come rescue you on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that was the only Ron Polk that I heard at all on commentary because I, I was watching the uh, broadcasting gold of Flow Sports, which, by the way, if this is Tuesday as you listen, cancel your Flow Sports broadcast. Already uh, done it. I'll tell you what, Flow Sports – Tuesday is National Cancel It Day in the state of Mississippi. I even put in there why I canceled it. I was like, I only I only got this for yeah. the weekend. But uh, anyway, there was some struggle in that broadcast. Yeah, no, no doubt about um, it. So. But anyway, I, I didn't hear much of, of Ron. But there was a secret broadcast today. You know, after you know Saturday, there was the live stream that got that got canceled about in the seventh inning. I think there was a secret broadcast on Monday that I was made privy to. So I got to watch the game, but listen to Jim and, and Ron at the same time. Well, why didn't you let your boy here know? Hmm? Huh? I was to, told not to share it. I was told. So you got to take that up with the uh, person who took care of that. I actually think I, I may know where that was, but I didn't see it till later, and I, I didn't click you. on it. But anyway, um, I didn't hear it, but I didn't hear much of it. But if you can keep Jim Ellis and Ron Polk together, that's gonna be a good crew. I mean, just do that forever. Yeah, can't, no, can't. as long as they're alive. Yeah, that's that's the crew. I'm 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 totally down with that. All right, let's move on over to football, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I mean, this is, I mean, if the weather's going to be like this this weekend, you talk about perfect for cooking out. That's what you need to do. Hit up Welcome Home Beef. Grab yourself a steak, big brisket, tri. I mean, I need to get a tri tip. I I, I learned about tri tip late in life. I didn't know about it until this past year, this past summer. Now I, it's like I crave it. I'm like I need to, I need to cook a tri tip. Yeah, you've talked about it a lot. It's good. I mean, it's it's better than good. It's it, that maybe. Imagine if roast was a steak. <laughs> like you could cook a roast like a steak. So you got a big piece of meat, but it doesn't take all day to cook. I'm telling you right now, and they have. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to tell my wife. Like, look, you know. I know, I know that you know we you know we try to be fiscally responsible in our house, but I'm just going to go spend eighty five dollars on this piece of meat <laughs> to get this that wagyu tri tip they've got up there. I need to do that. So you need to call Welcome Home Beef. You need to put some of their meat on the grill this weekend. Get this, take advantage of this great weather, baseball weather this weekend. Listen to Jim Ellis and Ron Polk and grill up a couple of steaks from Welcome Home Beef. Six six two two six eight eight one four eight or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And one thing's for sure, it just tastes good. If you're going to be in Starville this weekend, though, and you want to let somebody else do the cooking, hey, no better choice than Two Brothers Smoked Meats over there on University Drive. What a great pregame meal that would be. Some wings, some nachos, some tacos, maybe a burger. They've got it all over there at Two Brothers. And, of course, you know, if you want to get a little of that baseball water flowing, 
Well, they've got you taken care of, too. One of the, Some of the best bartenders in Starkville. They've got great drink specials. Follow them on Instagram to find out what's going on every day at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. So much more than just barbecue. Smoked Southern Soul Food. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Joel, we have an, I, 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 I'm not surprised we're having to do this song right now, but, well, let's just say the circumstances of it are a little unusual. All right, Mississippi State picks up a commitment for William Hardrick, who before was believed to be an Arkansas State signee, but is no longer that and has now signed with Mississippi State, and will be going the blue shirt route, which means he will be a technically a 2022 prospect. Now, I don't want to bash a kid, right? 17-year-old kid, got an offer to play SEC football. I, jump on it, by all means. Make the most of your opportunity. But this is not a player that you, you would normally think they would take a commitment from. If this kid was a 2022 prospect, there's no way that State would take his commitment right now. So I don't understand two things. One, why you took his commitment for 2022. And two, why don't you just let him go ahead and commit for 2021, and that way you still have a spot open for what appears to be a much better 2022 class. Do you have any answers (sighs) for me? Well, you know, Hargrove is kind of in the same spot. But Hargrove's a four-star. A four-star guy, so it makes a little Running back. Yeah. I mean, really, all you can say, right, is that somebody saw something in him mm-hmm. that a lot of other people didn't see. Yeah, I mean, so, somebody his, his has watched picture on his twenty four seven profile is his Arkansas State U- signee picture. It's like he's in an <laughs> Arkansas State uniform. Yeah, I mean, th- this is no. Sometimes I don't like doing this because I, I, I feel like, like I'm yeah, ripping we're coming the kid. After the kid. We're not. But I'm putting myself in the Mississippi State coaching staff's shoes a little bit, and. They may be right, by the way. This kid may come to campus and end up being a diamond in the rough. But what you're seeing here, I think, is somebody on that coaching staff saw this kid and was like, hey, a lot of guys are missing this kid kind of deal, okay. and, and I, I, I'm going to go to bat for I don't have a problem with that, if that's what you're saying. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it has to be it, right? But then why wouldn't you just go ahead and just take him for now and put him in 2021? Well, you, there's still a chance that could happen. There because is, there are but two it seems spots unlikely. open. Two spots open. State's so, going to get somebody out of the portal. Okay, they're going if, to. If they don't, if they then don't, you could put Hargrove and and that's and fine. Both and that's then, fine. But it seems completely unlikely that's that of all the players that are transferring out, and there, there's going to be another two to three hundred. Yeah. Between now and kickoff, that state's not going to get one guy. What's next year's DB class look like? Maybe maybe well, I mean, that's. Right, the, maybe the, the they've top looked player at, in the state is a, is a corner. Well, I was going to say like maybe they've looked at next year and and see. Nah, there's not. There's, I don't know. I, you've I, got good players. I hadn't looked in the that state. far ahead. I have. So. Yeah, looking ahead to next season, there 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 are guys there that that you'd want to have uh, in your in next in this class. Like I said, Kamari Rogers is the top player in the state next year. Uh, the the cornerback formerly committed to to LSU. Uh, obviously, state's not going to get Marquez Dorch. He's headed to, to Ole Miss. Uh, you've got. Uh, Jeterius Elam, who they've already got committed to them, 
uh, he'll be part of that that class. Jerry Johnson's an athlete, but you know could be DBB in his future. I don't know. I think he's probably a receiver. Trent Singleton is a guy that I think uh, from Raymond, who I think would end up as a DB. So you've got some good guys in this class, and then of course you know you've got your your out of state guys that they're looking at too. It just feels like this is a guy. Like I said, if this guy was a 2022 commit, just you knew that's what he was, and State took his commitment today, people would be losing their minds. People are sort of losing their minds anyway. But it, it's just it's just an odd scenario and situation for Mississippi State, one that I don't personally understand. I don't either. But I mean, I keep coming back to it. it has to be oh somebody, somebody yeah. thinks he's a diamond in the rough. Well, what's the term stood on the table for him? Yeah, that happened. Yeah, you know, somebody did that. I don't know who. One thing about State's defensive back recruiting this year, it's not great. It's not great. I mean, you you did not go out and get an impact guy. Now, you got Jalen Green as a transfer, but I'm talking about the high school kids you signed. You didn't sign a guy that I just look at and go, well, he'll be a I, – I don't even see a guy that I'm like, okay, I think he'll be a solid contributor. Yeah. I don't know that you even signed like a, a C.J. Morgan, Fred Peters yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. And, I mean, you, think, you get to thinking down the line, like 2022 – I mean, Emerson's probably going in. You think Emerson's Emerson an NFL guy gone, after this yeah, season? I would so, think so. I mean, who's starting on the other side of Forbes yeah, like right guy. now today? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> so we'll see. Not, not, it's a very, a very intriguing situation for Mississippi State. We'll see. You know how it all, it all pans out. I, I think the best, the best case scenario in terms of what's it's 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 two sided, right? The best case scenario for Mississippi State is to find a couple of good guys in the portal and get them signed up. And then blue shirt these two guys, Hargrove and Hardrick, which sounds like a cop show, by the way. Yeah. Well, then you only have twenty three. Then you're down. You know what I mean? Then, but yeah. Well, that, you and again, have some I don't have too. an issue with Hargrove. That's a four star running back. If he was a twenty twenty two commit, people would be going crazy. Like, oh wow, State got a great running back in this class. But this kid, Hardrick, it's it's an odd situation. You would not take his commitment if he was a twenty twenty two guy, but you're going to move him to twenty twenty two. So I don't I don't I don't get the math here. So we'll see what happens with 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 this guy though. His career will be to me will be interesting to monitor. I mean I hope he's like an all SEC guy. Oh yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's gonna be like Jonathan Banks and come back yeah. and you know. Well, you know, we I promise you if there's one thing you've learned watching uh, or listening to Thunder and Lightning, it's two things. It's that I am wrong often and I don't have a problem admitting it when I'm wrong. I know he didn't have many options, but he's a three star guy, right? Well, like a low three-star. He is as low as a three-star can be. He's an 80 on 24-7 sports. Don't have, they don't have a composite on him yet. I guess ESPN and Rivals haven't even ranked him. Yeah, whenever he committed, um, which by the way, I mean, most of you, he committed a couple, like four or five days ago. We yeah, just yeah, we just haven't had a chance to get around him. Um, but there was an ice storm. Yes. Uh, I, I looked for him, his rating on Rivals, and there was not one. It's not there yet. So, so yeah. So we'll see, where it, we'll see where it takes us. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Get all your questions into us uh, about whatever, and we'll be happy to answer those. We'll probably be recording around noon on uh, Tuesday afternoon. So get your questions in quickly. Joel and I will be happy to get those in for you. Guys, have a great great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.